Order. Hello and welcome to the Tuesday, August 16th, 2022 hybrid in-person and virtual meeting of the San Francisco Entertainment Commission. My name is Ben Blyman and I am the commission's president. We will start with announcements. Okay, this meeting is being held in hybrid format with the meeting occurring in person in City Hall room 416, broadcast live on SFGov TV and available to view on Zoom or listen to by calling 1-669-900-6833 using meeting ID 846-3934-7924. Before we begin, we would like to remind all individuals present and attending the meeting in person today that all health and safety protocols and building rules must be adhered to at all times. We appreciate your cooperation with these important rules and requirements in the interest of everyone's health and safety. Please also note that hand sanitizer stations are available throughout the building and at each elevator, and masks are available upon request at any of the city hall entrances. We welcome the public's participation during public comment periods. These will be an opportunity for general public comment at the beginning of the meeting, and there will be an opportunity to comment on each discussion or action item on the agenda. Each comment is limited to three minutes. Public comment will be taken both in person and remotely by video or call-in. Uh, for each item, the commission will take public comment first from people attending the, the meeting in person, and then from people attending the meeting remotely. For those attending in person, please come up to the podium during public comment, state your name, any affiliations, and then your comment. You will have three minutes. Opportunities to speak during the public comment period are available via the Zoom platform using meeting ID 846-3934-7924 or by calling 1-669-900-6833 and using the meeting ID. If using Zoom platform to speak, select the raise hand option when it's time for public comment. If calling by phone, dial star nine to be added to the speaker line when your item of interest comes up. When you are asked to speak, you unmute yourself by hitting star six. Please call from a quiet location, speak clearly and loudly, or clearly and slowly, and turn down your television or radio. If you're also viewing the meeting on SFGov TV, be sure to mute it before speaking during public comment. Alternatively, while we recommend that you use Zoom audio or a telephone for public com comment, you may submit a written public comment through the chat function on Zoom. Please note that commissioners and staff are not allowed to respond to comments or questions during the public comment. And we thank the SFGov TV and media services for sharing this meeting with the public. Thank you very much. Let's do a roll call. Uh, President Blyman. Here. Vice President Camino. Here. Commissioner Perez is a little bit late. I, we will let everyone know when he appears. Commissioner Thomas. Here. And Commissioner Wong. Here. And Commissioner Falzan is excused. Thank you very much. The first order of business is consideration and possible action to adopt a resolution making findings to allow teleconference meetings under California Government Code Section 54953E. Uh, do we have a motion to adapt this resolution? So moved. Is there a second? All right, is there any public comment on this agenda item? Uh, there are no public comments. All right, uh, public comment is closed and we can have a vote. President Blyman? Aye. Vice President Camino? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. 
All right, the resolution has been approved. The next agenda item is number two, which is general public comment. And uh, this is any member of the general public who wants to speak on items that are not on today's agenda. Do we have any general public comment? There are no public comments for this item. All right, we will close that agenda item. The next item is number three, which is approval of minutes for the July 19th, 2022 commission meeting. Uh, do we have a motion to approve the minutes from July 19th, 2022? I move to approve. Is there a second? Second. Is there any public comments on the approval of the minutes? There are no public comments. All right, we uh, will close public comment and we can have a vote. President Blyman. Aye. Vice President Camino. Aye. Commissioner Thomas. Aye. And Commissioner Wong. Aye. All right, the meeting minutes have been approved. Uh, the next agenda item is number four, which is a report from our acting executive director today, uh, Azevedo. Good evening, commissioners. Thank you, President Blyman. Happy to report that Director Weiland is on vacation, much deserved and well needed or well needed, much deserved. <laughs> um, so I'm just gonna be giving you a update on the EC's latest outreach for the monkeypox emergency, NSF. On July 28th, Mayor Breed and SFDPH declared a local emergency in response to the rapidly rising cases of monkeypox virus. This is a legal action that helps the city mobilize and expedite resources and coordination and allows for future reimbursements by the state and federal government. Senior analyst Dylan Rice has been managing our outreach to the industry. He has been promoting the city's online hub, which is sf.gov monkeypox, as the key place to access the latest guidance and resources. Our primary goals of outreach have been to educate the industry on how monkeypox is spread and what the symptoms are, how people can protect themselves, and what businesses can do to get the word out to patrons and, and staff, like using the city's toolkits for sharing communications. To date, we have sent out three e-blasts and done seven posts on our social pages. And the most recent e-blast was sent on August 2nd, and there's a copy in your folder for review. For the e-blast, we had a 55% open rate, which shows a heightened interest compared to our average 45% open rate. Monkeypox is spread through prolonged skin-to-skin -skin contact like sex and kissing, as well as breathing in very close range and sharing bedding and clothing. The guidance on protecting yourself has focused on prom promoting the vaccine to high-risk communities, which is still in very limited supply, as well as covering exposed skin in crowds and talking to sex partners and close contacts about their health. We will continue to monitor the monkeypox situation and update you as it evolves. The only other update I have for you all is to just remind you that our first September hearing, uh, September 6th, has been canceled in light of the Labor Day holiday, so our next hearing will be scheduled for September 20th. Thank you very much. Any questions? This is Laura. Just thank you for sending out all the monkeypox info. Um, it's very needed, and I know a lot of folks in the nightlife and entertainment industry are concerned about it, as they should be. Fortunately, San Francisco's supply of vaccine is getting better, um, and lines have been a lot shorter. And so folks who are eligible and want to get vaccinated, um, the uh, drop-in clinic at San Francisco General Hospital is one of the best places to go. Thank you. Is there any public comment on Acting Executive Director Azevedo's report? There are no public comments for this section. All right, we'll close public comment. The next agenda item is number five, which is a report from Senior Analyst Rice. Good evening, Commissioners. Just going to get my presentation going here. 
All right, can you see that, commissioners? And can looks like everyone else can see it now, too. All right, Dylan Rice, Senior Analyst from Entertainment Commission. Good evening. Um, I want to update you on the Entertainment Commission's continued efforts to improve our digital services for our customers. So tonight I'm going to share an overview of the EC's migration from the old sfgov.org platform to the new sf.gov platform. Okay, sorry, we had a little technical problem there. So, um, background and goals. So, this move to SF.gov is a part of a citywide initiative that has been in the works since before the pandemic. The goal is to improve city services by making departments' digital content more findable, more accessible, and more understandable. So, the entire migration is spearheaded by SF Digital Services, which is a department underneath the city administrator, and they are providing us with page templates that are based on what the user is trying to do. For example, is the person trying to get a new permit? Are they trying to find a rule or a policy? Are they attending a hearing? Number two, guidance on developing user-friendly content, like best practices, and then trainings on the different tools, um, as well as best practices. Um, and uh, we began piloting the new SF.gov pages in 2019, as you may have seen. Uh, we transferred certain uh, pages including our, our homepage, uh, the jam permits, one-time event permits, and soundtrack permits. So we were uh, one of the early adopters of the SF.gov um, and we were working really closely with digital services on um, lessons learned and how to enhance and improve it. So what has changed? Well, we are fully migrated as of July 26th to the new SF.gov platform, so I hope you take a look at it and play around with it. Um, in terms of breaking down the improvements for you, um, first of all, we reorganized all the content to improve the clarity and efficiency for the user. So now our core services and most commonly used pages are placed more prominently at the top of the landing page, each page has a simplified title and subtitle that gives like a one sentence description of what the page is about and makes this content more findable, more navigable. Um, we used to have long paragraphs with caveat language buried in it and it's been simplified in like step-by-step -step pages, action statements and accordions, like those things that pop down for a special case. Uh, we've cut down on the length and text and click-throughs overall. We have, um, some of our most text-heavy and multi-layered pages like the permit types and RDR pages have been scaled back and simplified. We've done our best to convert the language into fifth grade reading level. This is a best practice um, for user experience and increases access to a wider group of stakeholders from different backgrounds. We've reduced the number of PDFs and removed grids. I personally love grids, but apparently they're not accessible. Um, so, um, you know, for example, um, you know, we have to be cognizant of people who are visually impaired, and so when they use screen readers, um, it's actually not, not hard for them, not easy for them to, to go through a grid, which I didn't know, which I think is really interesting. Um, and, and now we automatically translate these pages into Spanish, Chinese, and Filipino. 
Um, just with a click of the mouse, you can convert the page into those languages. So all of the old sfgov.org pages have been archived and redirected now to the new sf.gov pages. The public can still view them on our old archive pages um, via a link on our landing page. I'm just gonna do a, um, a quick um, before and after so you can see. Um, So you, this is the old Entertainment Commission homepage, and you can see um, small font, a lot of stacked paragraphs, only in English. Um, we can go to, like for example, the um, permit types page, very text heavy. Um, you gotta you know keep on scrolling, keep on scrolling. People oftentimes don't want to scroll that much. Um, what else is a good example of before and after? Um, you could see our RDR pages. Um, we, you know, we used to have four pages that talked about the different um, rules and processes for developers and place of entertainment owners. Um, quite, quite dense, quite a bit of information. And so um, the goal is to really simplify and be as um, as economical and to the point as possible. So now I'm going to switch to an overview of the new pages. I won't take very long, but I wanna just highlight some of these things. So this is the new Entertainment Commission homepage. And um, we now have the most common popular links at the top. And then we break it down into services by um, permits for events, permits for brick and mortar businesses, if neighbors wanna file a complaint, paying for permits, RDR, the latest news, so this is the latest monkeypox resource information and other news announcements. So it's clean, it's well organized, easy to navigate, um, I'm going to just jump into um, the Place of Entertainment permit page, one of our most common permits. So the way it's organized, it's a sort of high-level summary of a, what you need to do, what is the permit, and then there is a step-by-step -step process, and I worked really closely with Deputy Director Azevedo on this content. Thank you, Caitlin. Um, and then I'm also gonna point out something that is currently um, going to be changing, but for now, um, all of our commission public body information, so our meetings, our commissioner bios, they are all on a public body page that will be morphed into our department page in the fall. But for now, to find it, you can either go to our commission meetings at the top or you can go to About Us at the bottom we are a unique department in that we are both a department and a public body. And this is where um, my colleague Mei Liang has been um, putting all of the meeting notices and agendas with minutes. And here are all of you and staff. And then we have things like postings for upcoming applications, meeting calendar,
like that. And then uh, finally, I'm just going to give you a quick overview of the new RDR pages. Um, if, I, if I didn't mention this before, I'm sorry. Uh, we will be migrating the public bodies page into our department page this fall, if I forgot to mention that. And I'm going to wrap this up pretty quickly here. Um, so we have um, developers are looking for a place to start the process of having us review their housing project. And so we created a, a carefully laid out step-by-step -step process that walks through from, you know, feasibility with planning, all the way to sound study, to hearing, to disclosure to potential tenants. And we improved the um, process to submit affidavits and disclosure notices. And then we also have a, a page for um, if you are a uh, place of entertainment permit holder, you can, um, there's a resource page for you as well that is located here. Know your rights as a place for entertainment permit. So it, it just tells what our rules are, engage with the project sponsor, and engage with planning. So that is just a very um, quick, speedy review of what um, has been done. But I wanted just to walk through some of these high-level things with you. Um, back to the presentation. Okay, well, um, I guess the public can't see it on SFGov TV. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, May. So, wrapping this up, next steps. So, um, Caitlin Azevedo is working diligently with digital services to create the new digital brick and mortar permit application. It's a one combined choose your adventure application, as we like to say, for all six brick and mortar permits. This will replace the separate PDF and Word applications that we have currently. Um, and uh, the ETA for this uh, new digital combined application will be the fall of this year. Um, we're also going to survey our stakeholders for feedback on, you know, are they even aware of the new website and the new pages, and what is their experience using the pages if they are aware. Uh, we'll include questions in this uh, fall industry survey, which will be a round three survey for our industry. We're going to assess their feedback and address any priority changes. And we're just going to continue to monitor user experience and refine as needed. For example, do we keep getting the same questions from our customers or applicants still making the same mistakes? Um, I think that you know that's our responsibility to to um, improve as we, we go along. So that is my presentation, and if you have any questions, let me know. Any questions? I'm looking forward to when this entire process is able to be done on TikTok. So thank you for moving in that direction. Slowly and surely, we're marching there. Um, is there any public comment on Dylan's presentation? And thank you for your work on this. I know it's tedious, but uh, very helpful. <laughs> Hopefully it will help. 
Um, public comment? Uh, there are no public comments for this item, and just to add, we just got a call from Commissioner Pelez, who is, won't be able to make it to the rest of the meeting, but okay. we have quorum, so we're okay. All right, we'll close public comment, and we'll move on to the next agenda item, which is a result, uh, report from our deputy director, our actual deputy director, Azevedo. Thanks, President Blyman. So just a quick enforcement update for you all. We've received 40 complaints since our last hearing. I actually don't have any specific updates for you as the complaints have either been mitigated through education, the um, businesses are coming into compliance with a permit, or the complaints were unsubstantiated. So happy to answer any questions if you have them. Otherwise, that's it. All right, any public comment on Deputy Director's report? There are no public comments for this item. All right, we will close this agenda item and move on to number seven, which is hearing and possible action regarding applications for permits under the jurisdiction of the Entertainment Commission. And I will ask our Deputy Director to walk us through this. Thank you. So we have four limited live performance permits and one billiard parlor permit on consent this evening. There was no opposition to any of the applications. Uh, the only added condition from SFPD is for the old clam house and it's a standard Bayview station recommendation of a monthly calendar of events. So staff recommendation is to approve consent with the good neighbor policy and um, the one police recommendation. All right, any comments from my fellow commissioners? Okay, is there any public comment on the consent agenda? Any item on the consent agenda? I'm not seeing any in the room, Dylan or May. Is there any public comment? Oh, there is. Oh, please step forward if you uh, would like to comment and just let us know your name and, and which uh, of these permits you would like to discuss. Yeah, you can yes, step please, to the podium, in the microphone. please. Thank you. Hello. Thank you for the opportunity to make a comment. Um, I just wanted to comment on the uh, EC1648, the stable cafe. Is that on the consent regular, agenda? Okay, so this is, or do I do we're not there yet. Oh, sorry. So yeah, no worries. So you can definitely comment when that time comes. Thank you. All right, is there public comment on the consent agenda? There does not appear to be any public comment. Okay, so we will close public comment for the consent agenda and uh, I, we are entertaining motions. Does anybody have a motion to approve? I move to approve the consent agenda with the outlined staff recommendations. Is there a second? Second. Second. All right, now we can vote. President Blyman? Aye. Uh, Vice President Camino? Aye. Uh, Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. All right, everyone on the consent agenda has been approved. Uh, please follow up if you're listening with our staff at your earliest convenience to find out your next steps. Congratulations. Um, I will uh, now turn it back to Deputy Director to get to our regular agenda here. Great. The first permit on our regular agenda this evening is for a POE permit for Lion and Swan, located at 124 to 140 Columbus Avenue. This location has been a long-standing entertainment venue and most recently was Doc Ricketts. The new business owner is turning this space into a supper club and is seeking the POE permit so they can host live entertainment while their patrons dine. They won't have any bar seating as this is purely a sit-down experience. 
Their current plan is to be open up to seven days per week for both public dinner service and private events. They conducted extensive outreach in their neighborhood by sending out 138 outreach letters to their residential and commercial neighbors. They also received two letters of support, all of which is provided in your file this evening. There was no opposition to the permit, and Central Station approves the permit with a standard condition of emailing the Entertainment Commission and Central Station a monthly calendar of their private events. Here to speak with you this evening is Rob. Rob is Rob. <laughs> Thank you, and good evening. My name is Rob Izzo. I'm the CEO of Echo Terreno. I'm joined by Mark Lyon, our company owner, and Don Agnew, who is going to be the general manager of the operations in the city. As Caitlin mentioned, we are Echo Terreno Wines and Vineyards. We're a wine company with organic and biodynamic vineyards in the Alexander Valley. And we're opening a tasting room and restaurant in uh, the Jackson Square, which will uh, have live entertainment and food associated with it. And we're also an LGBTQ plus owned and operated company. Uh, as Caitlin alluded to, uh, our building has a 100-year history of being a place of entertainment. It started as the Jupiter Club uh, in 1918 by Jelly Roll Morton um, as a jazz club. Uh, it was then Mona's, the first lesbian bar on the West Coast uh, with drag kings uh, and shows there. Uh, and then it was the Purple Onion, uh, which uh, was a, a famous variety and comedy club that launched uh, acts such as uh, the Smothers Brothers and Phyllis Diller. And, and it was most recently uh, Doc's Lab and Doc Ricketts in the space offering comedy. Uh, we plan to offer, offer a uh, supper club uh, with regular operations Thursday to Monday with opportunity for uh, Tuesday and Wednesday um, buyouts and special events. Um, we do have amplified sound, but it's not going to be so loud as to interrupt the dining experience. In addition to our two letters from the Jackson Square Merchants Association and Tell High Community Association, we received a third from North Beach Citizens, which I can send this evening. Uh, just some neighborhood considerations that we've taken. Um, our restaurant is in a basement space. It has 22 inches of concrete um, to prevent noise from escaping. We've engaged a sound mitigation firm, uh, Salter Consulting, to help us with sound in that space. And uh, as needed, we can have patrons wait indoors while they're waiting to be seated to prevent any noise outside. So I'm happy to take any questions or comments. Um, any questions from Commissioner Thomas before no. I, okay. um, can you just tell us a little about the uh, sound equipment that you'll have in there? Um, uh, yeah, so just let us know. So we've got, uh, mics for instruments, vocalists who will be in there. It'll go through a mixing board. Uh, we've put in speakers throughout, uh, or we'll be installing speakers throughout the space to help level sound across so that we can have even distribution of sound, not blasting it from the front of the room. Um, and it's designed to be turned to a level where you can hear what's going on uh, on the stage, but not so much, again, as you can't hear the person uh, next to you talking. So uh, it's done by a professional um, sound company, CAVS, that's based here in San Francisco. Great. And then I think um, Commissioner Perez isn't here, but I think he would love for me to ask you if you do get a complaint from a neighbor, what your process would be like um, to ha for handling complaints that come in or issues that come in. Sure. I, the first thing is communication. We want to talk with the person. We want to be good neighbors. We've been planning this project for almost five years now. We spent a lot of time talking with our neighbors immediately uh, next to us who are uh, 
around uh, their local businesses, their community organizations, there are a lot of nonprofits. We've reached out to them, we've invited them into the space. On Tuesdays and Wednesdays, one of the reasons we're closed is so that we can partner with those nonprofits and neighborhood associations to have them come in, host events, be a public space for them. So our goal is to be good community members. And that would be the first step is talk to us if you have any concerns. We wanna uh, abide by the rules that are there and be good neighbors. And from whatever happens from there, we're happy to work with um, whatever we need to. Cool. All right, you can have a seat. We'll have a discussion here. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, so before I did public comment first, so I should keep doing that. So let's open for public comment now before the motions, uh, just to keep things consistent. Good evening, commissioners. It's great to be back in person. You know, I just want to tell you this today. I was walking up. I'm, I'm going to speak to support this project. Um, I'm not representing them, but I just want to tell you I was walking up Columbus Avenue uh, on my way to another appointment, and I looked and saw their doors open, and I was greeted with a warm, inviting, come on in, take a look at the space. Uh, I'm very familiar with the space from the Purple Onion days, um, and I was... I was really amazed at every attention to detail that these per these people have put together. So it's going to be a true supper club. And I remember the days of, you know, Julia Ring's, you know, Heart and Soul and Supper Club and everything. Supper clubs are San Francisco. And some of our entertainment is through our dining, but having the music there uh, and good taste is, is going to make... That's what made North Beach special in the first place. And we talk about all our history, but... Without additions of businesses like this, you, you could fade into what you used to be. Having businesses like this in the neighborhood are going to set the tone for the next 10 or 20 years and what North Beach is now and where it's headed. So I applaud these people. They, they're going to be great stewards, and we're very fortunate that they chose to come to North Beach. Thank you. All right, is there any more public comment on this item? All right, nope. then we're gonna close public comment and we can entertain motions. I move to approve with uh, the good neighbor policy and the police recommendation for a monthly calendar. Seconded. All right, we're ready to vote. Uh, President Blyman? Aye. Vice President Camino? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong. Aye. Congratulations. Uh, you've been approved. You can just follow up with our staff at your earliest uh, convenience for next steps. Thank you. All right, moving along. The final permit on our regular agenda this evening is for an LLP, which includes outdoor entertainment for Stable Cafe, located at 2128 Folsom Street. Stable Cafe serves food and drinks during the day and at night and on weekends. They are an event space for weddings, baby showers, birthday parties, etc. They are seeking the LLP permit to host live entertainment such as DJs and bands during their private events. The space is unique in that they have an interior space, an outdoor courtyard, and an attached building that is primarily glass windows, which they call their gallery. The gallery doors can be closed to make it a fully enclosed space, or the doors can be opened into the courtyard. The gallery and the courtyard are where most events are held and where the majority of the performers will be. 
We had our sound inspectors go out to set a limit for the business in advance of the hearing, and their interior and exterior limits are in the staff recommendations below. You'll see that the exterior limit is relatively low as they have nearby sensitive receptors, which were taken into consideration when setting their sound limit. For outreach, the owner distributed 37 letters to their neighboring residential and commercial neighbors. Five went to businesses and 32 went to the residents in their area. They also spoke with a number of their neighbors in person as many of them patronized the cafe. Uh, there was no submitted opposition to the uh, permit for the permit and Mission Station had no added conditions. So here to speak with you this evening is the owner, Minna. You can Hi. Yeah, that microphone is Sorry, bendy. There you go, short. Um, <laughs> hi, my name is Mina Marzuski. I am the new owner of Stable, or the Stable Inc. DBA Stable Cafe. Um, as Caitlin had mentioned, um, I had applied to get um, the LLP to host weddings, um, private dinners like uh, baby showers, birthday birthdays. Um, Mostly, we'd be doing our events on Friday and Saturday evenings. However, we do have some inquiries that would like to do events during the weekdays. Um, our events are from 4 to 11 p.m. Our music is off by 10. Um, we typically have just DJs, um, which they bring their own speakers. Um, since um, we have uh, gotten the or in the transition, um, we have. I've tried very hard to um, do everything that I'm supposed to be by reaching out to my neighbors, um, being um, checking, downloading um, Decibel X, which is what measures the music. Um, so um, as it's important for me to be respectful to our neighbors, um, and um, if there are any issues or concerns, I would love to, they have my email um, or also my phone number to contact me so we can resolve it, um, because obviously the most important thing is to be a good neighbor. Thank you. <laughs> Questions? Hey, Minna. Uh, great. I really like the concept of what you have planned for the space. Um, and just wondering, since you said DJs and different performers are going to be bringing in their own sound systems, what kind of plan you have in place to regulate volume? Um, we, I introduced my. Um, I introduce myself to the, um, the vendors um, with every event, um, so does my events manager. There's um, an events manager and then there's two members of my staff that are there um, to oversee everything. Um, also just to keep an eye, you know, uh, eye on the, or here with the music to making sure they're at the level they're supposed to be. Um, I had reached to Caitlin to make sure that we're below or what our max and our minimum is um, for the music level, but um, I have staff members there who will regulate and talk to the DJ if it gets to be too loud. Um, so yeah. Okay. And just to remind everybody here, this is for a limited live permit. That is correct. Okay. The outdoor is only for until 10 p.m., indoor until 11. Got it. Okay. Um, I don't have any specific questions. I would encourage you to um, you know, keep an eye on the, the, the yes. people that you bring in. There's nothing like a DJ with his or her own sound equipment to get you in trouble. Gotcha. Very kind of okay. perpetual issue we're facing here, right? So um, I, I have a... Uh, strict discussion with DJs before they come into any of my establishments, which is basically the, the volume is mine, not yours. So gotcha. you don't get to say anything. 
and I make them basically tell me that's okay, and that way when it, the event is happening, you're like, uh-uh, this is my volume, not yours. So it makes a huge difference, right? Um, that's the only comment I have. Um, so you can have a seat, and we'll have a discussion. We'll start with public comment. I know somebody is here to speak on this, so we'll start with her. And you do have three minutes. Thank you. Thank you. And sorry for my gaffe earlier. It's my first time doing anything like this. So no problem. Appreciate it. Uh, Mina, is it? Yes. It's nice to meet you. Um, big fan of the Stable Cafe. Uh, it's We're neighbors, actually, literally. We share a back wall. Um, our living room <laughs> shares a back wall to the venue. Uh, my name is Tanya, and I live at one of the homes that's literally on Shotwell, which is the street right behind. Um, and I'm speaking on behalf of my brother, who actually owns the residence, and just had a few comments to read from him and then from Alma, who's my neighbor to the left um, facing the street. So really quickly, because I know time is limited, uh, basically, you know, we are big fans of the Stable Cafe, have attended, you know, baby showers and all sorts of coffees and lunches there ourselves. I think the challenge is that um, the previous owners did have events there, and I think they had a permit to do it, obviously, and the volume does get pretty loud. Um, the back wall shares one, you know, their back space shares a wall with our living room. There's a pizza oven that apparently vents right on the edge of the lot line and shoots embers onto our roof. I know that has nothing to do with sound, but something that we should probably address. Um, but most importantly, the block is very residential. It's uh, lots of families with kids who have to go to school, parents who have work. So if it's Fridays, Saturdays, understand, especially if you can keep it to the, the timing that is specified in the good neighbor policy and um, but it's just more so if, if there's a way to have some empathy, especially on weeknights, um, you know, because basically it's like living in a wedding. Uh, my brother said it, it was with prior weddings, it was basically too loud to do anything in the living room. It was like being part of a wedding crew every weekend. We used to make fun of the song list because it was the same every weekend. Sounds like you won't have that problem with multiple DJs, but still, um, if you could, have the management staff imagine that where they lived, ate, relaxed, and slept, shared an entire wall with the wedding hall. That's sort of what um, our home is like. So that's one thing. From Alma, she just said, I wanted to make sure that they're 100% sure the noise will end at the time they say. And if there's any way you could notify us in advance when these parties will take place. So whether that's an email distribution list, a simple web page, or a Twitter, you know, something like that, where uh, interested neighbors could just have an understanding when these things are taking place, um, you know, in addition to all the volume regulation that you plan to do. All right, thank you. Is there any more public comment? There are no more public comments for this item. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and close public comment. Um, what are we thinking? Somebody else start. I mean, it sounds like um, the concerns from your neighbors are workable. It's something you guys can get together to sit down and, and discuss. And I think also setting up a 
um, process for complaints when you do receive them and how you're going to resolve them would be really helpful as well. That's just my advice to you. Um, I don't know if my colleagues have any other thoughts here. I would hate to live in a wedding every week. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so, um, you know, I, I kind of echo Commissioner Wong's statements. I think, you know, it, it seems like there's a, a goodwill on both sides here. Um, um, you know, I just want to remind you this space is permitted for this. So, you know, for people who live nearby, it's just this is permitted in our city zoning. So the job of the Entertainment Commission is to make sure that people are operating within their their the limits, which are, which are laws for them. Um, and... Um, so, you know, I, I would, I, you know, I'm, I'm very supportive of this, um, mm -hmm. this permit. I just, I want to make sure that, and it is just a limited live, which is, we're thankful for that because the, the, the other ones go much later and could potentially be a little bit more tricky here. But I would just encourage, so first of all, the, the um, um, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on your name. Mina, sorry about that. Um, it's just like the gallery, right? So, um, I would just encourage you to, to kind of go above and beyond and, and reach out to the neighbors. And, and in my experience, having owned many places in town, um, I've, I've, able to, I've been able to have a very good relationship with my neighbors, even ones who are very disturbed by my, our activities in the, in the spaces that we have. And the way that we've done that is really, a lot of times, kind of turn over. First of all, go above and beyond to, to address their concerns. For example, if you share a wall, um, there might be a way to put a speaker that's not on that wall. Or uh, another thing we found is a speaker that's high up, you know, has to travel a long way for people to hear it. But if you put smaller speakers cl closer to people, you don't have to turn the music up that loudly, right? So little things like that. Like if they bring a, um, you know, a, a, a subwoofer for bass or, or whatever their system, you don't have it up adjacent to the wall. Things like that can make a huge difference. And then, you know, my experience has been that giving my neighbors the ability to text me in real time and let me know when things are a little too loud or maybe we can help has has really taken pretty much all of the the conflict and pressure off of us and I, over time they realize that we're both just trying to get make this work and they say hey Ben a little too loud can you turn it down I say no problem boom and then they feel like they actually have control over it they're not just trapped in in a in a wedding every single night right so little things like that nothing specific i would not want to actually codify any of this in our permit but i would just encourage you and and to, to go above and beyond it will make a huge difference if if and once you know trust is built um in my experience it it, it solves these issues um and if uh, for the neighbor who was not here, but you spoke on behalf of, um, it's our job to make sure that they don't go, well, first of all, it's their job to make sure they don't go past the 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock timeline. But if they are going beyond that, that's what our inspectors do. Our inspectors come and inspect, and, and then there's an escalating series of penalties for people who are breaking the rules. And it starts with uh, kind of a warning, and it goes to a fine, and then it goes to a larger fine. And eventually, we would bring people back in front of us, and we we've done it all the time in order to sometimes recondition, set them for different hours, sometimes suspend in, in very extreme cases and take away their ability to have live entertainment. So that's that's what we do uh, here as a commission. So we have inspectors in the field. So um, you don't call the police. It's it's uh, You can talk to our staff afterwards with any questions. This, uh, 
not meant to be a Q&A here because it's a public forum, but you can talk to our staff, they can tell you the full process, but it's just not, it's not involving the police, it's directly through 311 and goes directly to our office and it happens a lot quicker than calling the police in San Francisco. So with any questions that you have, presuming if we end up approving this, you know, please, uh, Caitlin, Dylan, um, uh, they can help to answer all of those for you and, and, and teach you about the process for, for taking care of that. So that's kind of where my head's at. Um, anything that I'm missing or? All right, do we have any motions? I would like to move to approve this with the good neighbor policy and with the sound abatement internal and external limits recommended by staff. Is there a second? I second. All right, we can have a vote. President Blyman? Aye. Vice President Camino? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. All right, congratulations, thank you. And uh, just please, you know, please follow through with all of those steps and especially with our staff and our staff will go out of their way to, to connect with both of you um, either now or right after the hearing, thank you. All right, moving along, we have uh, number eight on our agenda. That's me. Okay. Are you going to read the item? Oh, okay. Sorry. That's me. The next item is number eight, which is discussion and possible action to amend the hours of entertainment permit conditions for place of entertainment permit EC 1373 DBA, the Riptide, 3639 Taraval Street at the request of the permittee. All right. Now, Caitlin, your job. Okay. So the Riptide originally came to hearing for their POE permit in July 2016 after a lengthy CUA process with the planning department to allow nighttime entertainment at the premises. The planning department approved their CUA with added restrictions to their hours of entertainment, stating they could operate entertainment until 1230, Sunday through Wednesday, and until 2 a.m., Thursday through Saturday, plus Halloween and New Year's Eve. The Terraville permit officer at the time recommended more restrictive hours of entertainment and the, than the planning motion, suggesting the end time be 11 p.m. Sunday through Wednesday. The commission moved to approve the permit officer's recommendation with the caveat that the permit holder could request a removal of this restriction after a period of compliant operations. Fast forward to last week when we received a complaint from a neighbor who we had not heard from in years. When we responded to the complaint, we observed the riptide operating in full compliance with their permit conditions, including their security plan. However, our visit brought to light that their POE permit conditions, which the applicant is now seeking to amend to be aligned with the per Planning Commission's original recommendation of hours of entertainment. We did notify Terrible Station about this change and we did not receive any opposition from them. Staff have no concern with this change to permit conditions and we are recommending the Commission to approve an amendment to hours of entertainment to match the planning motion Sunday through Wednesday until 12.30 a.m., Thursday through Saturday and Halloween and New Year's Eve until 2 a.m. Got it, and because this is a um this is a uh, an, an amendment. Um, I, I don't think we actually need to hear from the. That's the, right. It's just a here. discussion with possible action. That's right. The owner. So, but I will. First thing I want to do is actually just open things up to public comment and just see if there's any public comment. And in that case, that might necessitate some further questioning. So let's ask: Is there public comment either here or, or online? Uh, there are no public comments for this item. Okay, we're going to close public comment. Um, any discussion? So if I, if I get this correctly, the planning approved them for this, but they gave them kind of a, a period with fewer hours because the uh, permitting officer had, had requested that at an earlier date, correct? They being the previous entertainment commissioners? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, got it. Okay. Yep. 
All right, I have no, no questions about this. No, as a Sunset resident, I, I welcome it. I think we don't have enough places of entertainment. All right, do we have any motions? Uh, I move to approve this. I second. second. All right, we can have a vote. President Blyman? Aye. Vice President Camino? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. All right, your uh, permit has been amended and we can move on to the next agenda item, which is commissioner number nine, commissioner comments and questions. Comments, questions. Just wanna congratulate Commissioner Al Perez for yet another stellar outdoor event over the weekend, Pistahan. Um, we miss you, Al, but congratulations to you and the Pistahan crew. Yeah, it looked like a great event. And to all of the <laughs> promoters out there that are putting on shows, thank you for keeping us very busy in the Bay Area these weekends. All right. The only thing I would say is anybody here who is in possession of nuclear secrets, don't lock them up in your pool house. Keep them under the National Archives where they belong, or else you could potentially get in very big trouble. Is there any public comment on this agenda item? There are no public comments on this item. Okay, then we'll close public comment, and we can adjourn this meeting at 6.19 p.m. Recording stopped. Thank you all.